0: Thanks for downloading this podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com.
1: From the world's first officially recognized sim racing group, it's the Tora Radio Show. Welcome to the Torah Radio Show, where we do occasionally talk about sim racing news and occasionally do not have technical issues that cause us to try to record this five times. Now, <laughs> I am, of course, your host for this week's show, Ben Williams. We we have the most of the band back together. I'm back here on drums, holding on the beat, keeping things steady. Um, we have our frontman Louis Satterley here with us, playing all the high notes of the guitar, making everyone's ears hurt. And over here in the corner, we have Jordan Groves, our keyboardist, who's doing all type of experimental stuff, driving things on games <laughs> with things that were never mentioned before. Hold, hold, um,
2: hold, on, hold on there, Ben. We, we forgot the bass player.
1: Well, our, unfortunately, our bass player, Matt, couldn't make it this week.
2: Okay, we can't go on and do the show without a
0: bass player. Yeah, we well. yes.
2: Right. And okay, I where's my amps?
0: <laughs> all right, I have to go to it This accent is hurting me.
2: <laughs> it's a spinal tap accent, come on. Alright. That, right.
1: turn- <laughs> that. thing. We should probably get started on this show. Yeah, maybe.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> on
1: tonight's program expect more of our typical sim racing opinions, um, sim racing news, and we actually might talk about some tour news this week. <gasps> since we haven't done that in like three months. What? I know. Um. So I think the first thing we we need to talk about is IndyCar, because some stuff happened.
0: Nothing at all controversial happened. No, in nothing this controversial one, no, at all. No, I don't think so. Um,
1: really, no, no. Jordan, do you want to try to summarize what happened in IndyCar in like ten
0: words or less? I probably can't do ten words or less. Okay, so <laughs> essentially, go. um. Very good race for sixty-seven of the seventy laps. Um <laughs> uh, as dear listener, I'm gonna go over twenty words. Um as dear listeners you might know, this was the final of the uh IndyCar iRacing Racing Challenge. And um it wouldn't be an IndyCar series about going to Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Um the practice races kind of foreshadowed what was to come. They were chaos, hilarious chaos. Um <laughs> Um, and as I said, yeah, 67 and the 70-lap race were really good. Um, and then it all kind of came undone. So to briefly try and sum up the final three laps that have caused so much controversy in the sim racing community, um, we had three race leaders in the last three laps, and all three of them were, well, four race leaders technically in the last couple of laps, and all three, and three of them were taken out. Uh, first, it was Lando Norris who had taken the lead with a move on the inside of uh, Simon Paginot and Graham Rahal at turn two. Uh, both Rahal and Paginot came off worse and had damage. Um, from the replays, it actually looks like he didn't make contact with with, with Rahal or Paginot. It looks like it was net code, which anyone who plays iRacing will curse. Yeah, um, um, should
1: we, just sidebar, um, should we kind of quantify what net code means? Because we iRacers throw that term around it. I'm not sure if your typical listener would be familiar with that
0: okay yes so so netcode essentially it's it's a form of of lag where a car will two cars running in close proximity um one car will register having been made contact with, whereas no contact will have actually taken place. So yeah. so the internet will think there has been a collision when there hasn't, and all of the consequences of that collision that never happened will happen. So one car will fly off into the grandstand or whatever, and the other car might carry on or might get caught up in the ensuing mess. Yeah. So, so it, it's just an unfortunate byproduct.
1: So if you want to see an example of this, a pretty good example is... Um, I can't remember which two drivers it was during the um, IMSA Invitational last week. Um, But it was very clear, like, um, the one BMW went completely sideways when the other BMW didn't even touch it. And I cannot remember the drivers right now, and that's going to bug me.
0: But, There's plenty of examples of netcode out there. It, it, yeah. it just it's, it's one of those things that you just kind of have to deal with, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. So so Simon Pagano having I don't believe he watched a replay while he went back to the pit lane for repairs, but he felt as though he had been deliberately taken out by Lando Norris.
2: He had so not up to that point.
0: Yeah. So he then went back out on the track, having announced on his stream that he was going to take out Lando Norris uh, as Norris came around turn four to come to the penultimate lap. Uh, Paginot was ahead of him a couple laps down. Paginot severely slowed and Norris ran up the back of him, uh, having not expected anyone to be slowing down at the flat-out corner, therefore taking Lando out of the race. Uh, This gave the lead to... Uh, Oliver Askew ahead of Patricio Award and Marcus Eriksson. Uh, they started the final lap in that order. Marcus Eriksson then made a move to take the lead on both of them, putting Award into second. Then at the final corner of the race, Award tried to get a move back on Eriksson. They made contact. They went out. That was a racing deal. that There's not really any controversy about that. It was just in my in my mind, it was a, a bit of a silly move from Award, but there was no intention there. It was just a mistake. This left Askew on a drag to the finish line with Santino Ferrucci. It didn't look like Santino had the speed to get him before the line, but clearly that didn't matter because Ferrucci then... It's not really debatable at this point. He's even said it was intentional. He turns into his right rear and wrecks them both out, allowing Scott McLaughlin, the pole sitter, to come from out of nowhere and win the race. So... The fallout wasn 't great
1: <laughs> no i don 't think it would be
0: <laughs> it 's such a shame really, before we get onto the, the implication well, it kind of links into the implications of it all. The IndyCar series has probably been one of the most professionally run of all of the races that have been taking place so far mm-hmm. and and five the previous five races and sixty seven laps of this run were were really good, and now it seems as though all of that 's just going to be forgotten because all people are going to remember now is the terrible driving standards from Simon Pagano and Santino Ferrucci. It's just, a lot of people have been using the argument, it's just a game. And we, we usually hear this when there's some kind of incident in sim racing that bleeds into real life. They're just like, it's just a game, bro. Um, <laughs> I don't know what accent that was, but never mind. Welcome to the Tour Radio Show, where we occasionally do silly accents. Um, occasionally? Occasionally. <laughs> Most of the time. But the problem We've is that this accent made my brain hurt. We've already had
1: two silly <laughs> accents and we're not even seven minutes into the show. Well, let's see don't, how many we can get, get in. Started,
0: I will get Kermit. Anyway. Um... Welcome
1: to the Toronto Radio Show. But with the problem, we ask you do get Disney Kermit the I can get Cleveland. to us.
0: But the problem with um, saying that it's, it's just a game in this situation is obviously we're in a period of time right now where this is all the racing we have. And these series are here... Primarily to put show on for the fans, but also a lot of these teams are fulfilling sponsorship arrangements through running their sponsors on the cars. I mean, look at how seriously Bubba Wallace's sponsor took him back at Bristol when he rage quit. Mm -hmm. There's there's clearly a sponsor angle on here and a serious business side to this. So when you've got this product out on track that is the only product that we have at the moment virtually – yeah you yeah it's just a game and yeah you can take some liberties by maybe throwing one up the inside where you normally wouldn't because you know there's no risk there but you've still got to take it with some degree of professionalism and now um, we're not going to dwell too much on his real on-track a- antics but we kind of expected this kind of thing from Santino Ferrucci because there is a precedent there in fact there's quite a few precedents there but for Simon Pagenaud the 2016 IndyCar champion last year, the reigning Indy 500 champion. This is not something you would expect from someone like him. He's, he's widely regarded as one of the spokespeople of IndyCar. And for him to just show this, this quite frankly, it's disrespect has really given IndyCar a bad image, especially given the fact that the person he took out in his incident was Lando Norris. Now, the IndyCar series having attracted Lando Norris has has attracted so many more eyes who wouldn't normally watch IndyCar. We've got Formula One fans, uh, Britain, basically the IndyCar isn't huge in Britain. I'm, I'm one of a minority, I would say who really enjoy IndyCar racing. But now inevitably because of the poor driving standards from Pagano and Ferrucci, you've got a lot of people, um, bemoaning IndyCar and, um, Bashing it, basically saying that it's 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 not as good. It's I mean, look at the drivers; they're clearly people who are wrecking people. And it's it's yeah, it's it's a game, but it's 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 harmed IndyCar's image because mm. of this. Couldn't I agree don't, more.
1: Yeah, I I don't know if this is a mix of that because to use that it's just a game, bro. Um, <laughs> mentality that you mentioned where. It's like, oh, I can wreck this guy and not have any repercussions because he's not actually going to get hurt. We can just hit the reset button to use the term that's very popular on NASCAR these these days. Just hit the reset button. But, um... See, now you've got me doing it. Way to go.
0: (laughs) I mean, it's... uh, Ferrucci tried to defend his actions. He he never apologized.
1: That's different. Because, as Mm. you said, there's prior evidence that he doesn't have the best driving standards. We'll just put no. it that way. Um, he has a
2: history of not apologizing for his actions as well.
1: Yeah, And that. <laughs> yeah, and didn't he try to defend his NASCAR-style driving through all this malarkey?
2: No, he tried to just defend his driving through NASCAR-style driving because
0: he's been oh. doing
2: NASCAR sim racing.
0: Yeah, even though, even in NASCAR, you don't get driving like that. Yeah, exactly. Like, you get people, you get little bumps to move people out of the way, but you don't get flat out wrecking unless they've severely wronged you which is a, a nascar centric thing i mean we don't see payback in any other form of motorsport other than nascar i think that's just a thing that will always be there but that's that's a subject for another time yeah that, but you, you had ferrucci showing yeah, his yeah, immaturity go by or Russ wheeler out there yeah you had ferrucci showing his immaturity by saying at the end of the day it's a video game he said he likened it to playing call of duty because everyone was weaving in and out of places and that links into what i was saying where yeah because it's not real you can make you can be a little bit more bold with your moves for example you if you watch the race the the mid-pack was terrifying (laughs) we haven't seen racing like that even to the days of pack racing at fontana in 2015 in real life so yeah there's a precedent to be a little bit more bold and brave with your moves because no one's going to get hurt but flat out wrecking people just it's it's um disrespectful to the people who are running it the people disrespectful to the fans it's in poor taste exactly um I was going to say, you just mentioned it as well.
2: It's Basically, it did rob the fans of a good show. I mean, you're putting it on TV for fans to be entertained. Yes, it's a game, per se, but it people are watching this because they want to be entertained, and they want to watch something more recent and not just another rerun of another race that they've seen 500 times or yeah. two or three times. That gets old quick. I get it, so they've gone off... Or not gone off the edge. They've reached out there and done something they never did before to entertain the fans, and then you're going to rob them of basically an entertaining race, and a good race at that. I mean, yeah. This is is more of a black guy to the fans and more of a disrespect to the fans than I think the series itself.
0: Yeah. I mean, you could argue that the finish was exciting because of, uh, like, as well, the, the the crash added to the excitement, I guess. But then you've also got the amount of hours that various drivers and their engineers, let's not forget, and spotters and everything, have been putting into this race. Lando Norris said as such, because um, he, cause he, he um, went back and watched Simon Paginot's stream um, and then went on to talk about the amount of – he had a two – person team with him in the form of his uh race engineer uh andrew jarvis and his spotter who i can't quite remember the name i apologize um they had been putting in hours and hours and hours of practice leading up to this only to have simon Pagenaud intentionally wreck him he admitted he intentionally wrecked him because he didn't want the formula one driver winning on indycar's turf it's just, it's it's just disrespectful mm-hmm. i mean
1: so here's another question though um and this is your typical style of media just reaching to try to build a story kind of thought that i've had that i'm just going to roll with it see what you guys think is it because of this mentality that i that we've talked about is that pagino because it's like you said it's not what his typical public persona is because yeah. um it's a game that not everyone's taking as seriously as a a real life race they would normally is it because it's more relaxed that they feel like they can do these kind of things that normally they would talk themselves out of or their crew chief would talk them out of or what what do you guys think
0: i think you could be onto something there yeah it, it's what makes it more surprising from Pagano is the fact that he has been taking it seriously in other respects. I mean, he won at uh, Michigan and at Motegi, and he was fine to take it seriously then. But I, th- I think, yeah, as soon as it becomes unravelled, because there isn't this barrier of people talking you out of it, actual physical danger and and harm that could come to you. Yeah, it's it. He felt it was. Easier for him, and, and perhaps more justified for him to go out and wreck him.
1: Yeah. At the end of the day, it's poor sportsmanship. Just, there's not. I don't I think you can really make an argument against it. It's just not. It's just poor sportsmanship.
2: I can fully agree with that.
1: Yeah. So, and it's not like I the online sim racing encourages this type of behavior like iRacing's safety rating and rating system is very plain about if you cause wrecks you will get in- you will get points taken off your license um, community- well that works if you're in a public no, this is true. Yeah. race I don't think that yeah. ha-
2: works with a hosted actually I know it doesn't work whenever you're doing yeah. a hosted event which is exactly what IndyCar is doing so this is not going to leave a black mark on an rating or a safety rating
0: on iRacing for these guys well, no, and iRacing even uh, commented after the incident that if if it had been a public event, Pagano and Ferrucci would likely be facing a ban, uh, well, a temporary ban, like like you wouldn't usually see. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because it is a private event, as you said, they're then they've said they're not here to police private events. I know they are not the no private... in to do that either. Yeah, exactly. And I know I know they. Um, took action and uh, temporarily banned Kyle Larson from iRacing after his remarks during a private event, but that's different because he was using their service to say something. Like, he, yeah. it, it, It's just different because of the nature of the incident, but it, yeah, it's right that iRacing shouldn't take any action on them because it's a, pi- a private event, but it's just more from a sponsorship point of view as to whether they would take any action. I doubt there'll there'll be anything, and I'm not saying they should have anything, but we've seen sponsors take this very seriously, like with Bubba Wallace, like with Kyle Larson. It will be interesting to see in the next few days as to whether there's any apologies from either party, I doubt we'll see one from Ferrucci.
2: Mm-hmm. But
0: um, it'll be interesting to see what happens because of this. And as, um, I think I you have a better chance to get struck
2: by lightning than hear an apology from <laughs> Ferrucci. Just
0: my yeah. personal opinion. Um, and, and as I can't remember which driver it was that said, I think it might have been Connor Daly the the like the definite outcome from this is that when once they go back to real racing whenever that may be so at the moment it's scheduled to be at the beginning of June at Texas Motor Speedway there's going to be a few more rivalries than there would have been at the start of the season back in March at Saint Petersburg
1: mm-hmm. not quite the point I was going to make but yeah, I to a conversation so like that the um, I don't even remember the point I was trying to make no <laughs> it, um, it's not like that. Um, sim racing as a whole like encourages this type of behavior. Like iRacing again has those points that when you're ever you're in a public setting that it would negatively affect you. Um, community leagues, much like Torah, um, have adopted full-on real life, real-world racing style steward um, standards that and driving standards that everyone is supposed to meet and. Um, whenever you step out of line during a race that's hosted by one of these communities um, they can take action against you for doing stuff like that Um, Forza with their race marshals program where they have um, players out in the public lobbies um, observing how people are driving online because there's nothing more what's the word I want to use here aggravating Yes. There's nothing more aggravating than racing in a Forza Public copper where it's very much just like, Oh, this guy's faster than me, I'm just going to take him out. Hmm. So There
0: isn't really a, a game or, or any kind of sim yeah, racing there... title that encourages that apart from maybe Wreckfest.
1: Yeah, Every single one of wreckfest. them has
0: written into the DNA about it. So. Yeah.
1: That's Wreckfest, where it's literally the word rec is in the title yeah. of the game. <laughs> Yeah. now again there's a time and place for this type of behavior but whenever it's something like this with this many eyes on it where people are taking it super seriously that's something that you kind of need to and this is just general this is what I think people should do this is my opinion I'm not telling um any particular person particularly the people that we've been talking about the last um, 20 minutes um Particularly, how they should behave, but whenever you're going into a environment that people are taking this seriously, you should be as well, so that it's you're respecting that people are taking time out of their day to do this, you're respecting that people want to do this because people have fun with this, and you're respecting the people who organize this that take many hours out of their day out of their personal lives to host huge events like this um you're being respectful of their time and um everyone else's time that's again that's my two cents (laughs) well here here's my two cents on the
2: whole situation is imagine how many sim racers are out there that are just as good if not better more likely better on a sim than a lot of these guys do would love to be in their position to be able to do something like that and be on TV and can't simply because they're not a famous racing driver.
0: Is- yeah, Imagine I mean, how the they thing. must feel. That's the thing about, yeah, a couple of the other series out there do include uh, the option for esports drivers to qualify. IndyCar is one of those ones that went for the full grid kind of aspect. And I guess that is it's an unfortunate side effect of this is that you will get a couple of drivers in the grid who won't take it seriously because either they they aren't exposed to racing or sim racing as much so they don't take it seriously whereas you've got people like Lando Norris, Scott McLaughlin who are amongst the best at esports as well as being amongst the best of real racing drivers so it, it's 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 the same kind of situation where you've just got such a uh, variance in ability and um, experience with the title and along with that, takes, it comes with how serious you take it.
1: Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I think we've reached the end of that discussion because I think we can probably... Hang on, get...
2: there's a dead horse on ground and I found a stick.
1: Okay, yeah, moving <laughs> on. Um, so, shall we talk about some of the other real-world sim racing events that have been occurring last
2: year. You just completely blew my mind. Real-world sim racing.
0: (laughs) Real-world sim racing. (laughs) Okay, okay.
1: how would you refer
0: to these events? Real-world racing counterpart series. Okay, that works. Maybe we need an abbreviation for that. But anyway, yeah, luckily IndyCar was the only one that had a major controversy out of all of them, so we'll um, quickly run through some of the other ones. Uh, The Virtual GP series had their... um, uh, Dutch Grand Prix alternative at Brazil hmm. Okay um, just um, like Brazilian.
1: One of these things yeah. does belong here
0: <laughs> Unfortunately yeah, F1 2019 doesn't have um, Uh On a side note, we did get a uh, little tease from Codemasters about Zahnvort It looks incredible, can't wait for that to come out in June um, I was going to say, when it
2: for- come out? June or something like that, but you just answered my question
0: on. june or july i could be wrong uh, anyway uh, virtual years. gp at brazil uh, the preceding race was the pro exhibition race for the f1 esports drivers that was won by marcel kiefer for red bull um he i believe he was just promoted up to red bull from toro rosso so that was a good showing for him uh we then moved on to the um virtual gp itself the mix of real formula one drivers and as well as sportsmen uh streamers etc you know what we've been doing here um Probably the best race yet. Uh, It was a virtual battle all race long between Alex Albon and Charles Leclerc. Uh, They were literally trading the lead every single lap down into Turn 1 and into Turn 4, so it was a really good showing. Uh, Alex Albon ended up taking the win by a couple of attempts on the track, but Charles Leclerc had picked up a three-second time penalty for cutting Turn 2 mid-race. By the
2: way, I love how the virtual F1 races have far more passing than real
1: life. (laughs)
0: It's not exactly difficult, is it?
1: (laughs) It's not, but... I Dare I say, it
2: actually makes me more interested in a virtual F1 race than it
1: makes me a real-life F1 race. (laughs) I also love how there's two Williams cars
0: in the top ten. Yeah. Williams, back to glory. You can tell it's on equal car performance, can't you? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Another race that was held on F1 2019 was the first virtual Formula 2 race, Ooh. See, they seem a little bit late to the party on that one but oh well uh there are two races to place at now, bahrain and arthur leclerc won both of those races um we spoke to charles yep that's his younger brother who okay. is competing in f4 f3 f3 we'll go with f3 um yeah. Speaking of, uh, we mentioned briefly that Marcel Kiefer won the Pro Exhibition race for Red Bull. It was a good week for Red Bull um, as the, on iRacing, the Porsche eSports Super Cup series began at Zandvoort with a pair of races. Uh, those two races were won by Graham Carroll and Sebastian Job. We also had Max Verstappen guest driving for Redline. He finished, he was kind of just outside the top ten in both of those races. He um, wasn't fighting toward the front as we usually expect to see from him
2: hang on you said sebastian job yep Sebastian. Okay, job. i know Heidi would absolutely kick us if we don't say it this way sebastian job
0: <laughs> 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 but um yeah as we, <laughs> brilliant as we've come to expect from <laughs> iRacing broadcasts it was another fantastic one it was great to have um i think it was martin haven uh, commentating on it, which added another bit of um, real life um, commentary pizzazz into the equation, which was quite uh, cool to see. Also, on iRacing, we had the NASCAR Pro Invitational Series. Uh, that race took place at Dover International Speedway and was won by William Byron after a late race pass on Timmy Hill. Uh, the series will be coming to an end next Saturday um, with a final race at North Wilkesboro yes you'll remember a couple of months ago we announced well we didn't announce it but you know we reported on the fact that the um, historic track had been uh, laser scanned by iRacing thanks to the efforts of Dale Earnhardt Jr. and a team of volunteers amazingly it's ready to go already um it hasn't been announced as of the time of this recording but I would assume that the track will get a public release if not this week then soon um and, yes, that will be the final race for the NASCAR Pro Invitational Series as the series is set to get back underway um, later this month, I believe, on the 17th. Yeah, the 17th at Darlington. So uh, that see, will be I the final race. actually watch
2: a NASCAR race.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and they will also be doing midweek racing in the real NASCAR series uh, to make up for time, so be yeah, I read pretty that will be interesting.
2: It's basically a doubleheader weekend without being a doubleheader weekend. It's more like a yeah. doubleheader
0: week. But um, yeah, it will be good to see, as much as we're a Sim Racing show, it will be nice to see some new racing back yes. on the track. Um, what else did we have? Uh, DTM. Uh, we announced, uh, me and Matt announced on the last show that DTM were kicking off their uh, virtual counterpart series. Again, a little bit late, but better late than never, I guess. What mm-hmm. uh, form taking... are they using? They, this series is taking place on race room, which is quite oh, interesting. Okay. And they're doing a unique format where this week or last week, I should say, they were running the 1992 spec uh, DTM cars. Can I just? say um, I love this idea. It's fantastic. I, I, we said last on last time on the show that it would be nice to see more series going out there with their car choices and using more historic stuff. I mean, look at the races. Um, events that they've been doing with the uh, legends trophy in, the, in those cars it was fantastic yeah. we actually need to mention that later um i forgot to um put that on our little list of things to put on um but yeah dtm two races at zolder fantastic actually it was incredible battling uh the races were won by i know nico muller took the second win um of the weekend after a great battle with Rene Rast, uh, Kelvin van der Linde, and Robin Freintz. The first race was won by uh, Brody Steen, an Australian esports qualifier for the event. Uh, he won in one of two uh, 1992 spec Ford Mustang DTMs. Uh, which Ford Mustang DTM? Yeah, yes. I wasn't sure yeah. either. But um, there you go. But yeah, it's, it's been uh, quite interesting to see. Um, uh, more historical cars being used yeah. in uh, this series. Wasn't that the Zakspeed Speed cars? Could have been. My knowledge isn't too great yeah. when it comes to um,
2: that w- that classics. W- I, I'm not going to lie, you, you're b- kind of blowing my mind on this one because I didn't know Ford had a Mustang DTM car, so now I got something to Google after the show.
0: <laughs> or somebody's but, probably um, going to
2: blow up my Twitter feed as we speak. Uh,
0: oh, next week, the series, I'm not sure which track it is, right, uh, they'll be racing at as of right now, but they'll be jumping 20 years forward to use the uh, 2014 spec cars, well, over 20 years. And then uh, the week after that, they'll be using the 15 spec cars. The week after, they'll be using the 16 spec cars. So, yeah, once again, them using the various years of competition that are available to them, it's providing quite unique racing, and the racing was really exciting.
1: Yeah, and given that it's GTM, hopefully a manufacturer doesn't decide to pull out mid-race.
0: Well, yeah, we <laughs> joked last week that if they go up to the 2021 spec, then it will essentially be a BMW Pro Car Championship. Yeah. Unfortunately,
1: um,
2: well, back to one Pro Car days, I guess. <laughs> Elsewhere, now we've got M4 Pro
0: Cars. <laughs> we then had the Formula E um, Stay at Home or Race at Home Challenge uh, taking place at the fictional Electric Docks Circuit on R Two. Um, Stoffel Van Dorn claimed back to back pole positions for the race, but it was eventually won by Maxi Gunter, uh, the fastest lap going to Pascal Verlein. Uh, Van Dorn actually managed to finish fifth, I believe, in the race, despite having a colossal crash at the first corner on the first lap, but um, I guess that's one of the advantages of sim racing that we were talking about, is that you can go on to survive. Uh, This means after the first two races of the Formula E uh, Race at Home Challenge, Maxi Gunter is leading the way on 50 points, ahead of Robin Franks on 30 points. Um... Oh wow! There's so much racing to cover. Uh, right I enough. believe we're coming toward the end of it now. Uh, the uh, Rallycross esports series had their second round at Montalegre. Uh, that was won by Quentin Del I'm apologising if I just butchered your name. I hope Never I didn't. The name. Uh, he he was an esports uh, specialist who qualified into the event, so not a um, not one of the RX stars uh, taking the win. Um, the uh, Field was packed with a number of um, notable inclusions, including Shane Van Gisbergen, uh, Mika Salo, Antonio Felix da Costa. Lo- loads of uh, cool names getting involved with that one. Again, uh, this is another series that started relatively late, but it's nice to see a little bit of variance in there with having some rally cross-action. Mm-hmm. Um, and... <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Oh, wait, yeah, finished the last one, and I actually found some more esports stuff to talk about.
0: Ooh! Um... <laughs> And uh, yeah, just to add on to the end here, we also had a uh, MotoGP esports race on the MotoGP uh, 20 game. Uh, Maverick Vinyales won the top class race at Jerez, despite being uh, murdered at turn one on one occasion. So that was quite interesting. Uh, the one thing I did briefly want to add that I forgot to mention was um, we saw the sim racing debut for Sebastian Vettel this week in the uh, aforementioned uh, race race. Legends trophy at uh, Sepang. Uh, I believe he didn't finish either race in the uh, top 10, but nevertheless, it is nice to see another Formula One champion getting in on the eSports action. And one that I don't believe many of us really suspected was going to take part. So always good to see more people getting involved.
1: Indeed. Anyway, the Uh, other eSports stuff that I found was of course, our friends over the SRO have been starting their eSports series over on a sort of course, the or a set of course, the
0: calzone, depending. Calzone, cannolle.
1: I uh, had
2: lasagna for dinner last
0: uh, night. <laughs> Lovely. Anyway. Anyway. Um, a set so, of course, of please don't sue us. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so they finally had their first race back. I want to say last Sunday, the twenty-sixth, something like that. Not. Not the 3rd, but 26th, April twenty six. Yeah. Um, they're doing... I, I don't remember how much we've actually talked about this the show. But basically, they're doing three different championships. A pro championship that's... Um, is reserved for all their pro drivers. And that could be... I believe that is that it's pro drivers from any of the SRO series. So you'll see BGT guys. You'll see um, the... Uh, Oh, the Bob Payne series guys in there, you'll see a, a bunch of um, different drivers from different series in there. Um, s- for the Pro Series, the Silver Series is dedicated to pro sim racers only, so um, guys who are already driving for eSports teams such as Williams or Red Bull and other things like that. Um, there's also an AM series, which... Um, you basically need to qualify in to be able to take part in, I believe. Which
2: qualifying is still going on for that. That goes on until the 10th.
1: Yes. Um, and I believe it's in a belly at Spa, isn't it? Uh, I'm not entirely sure if it's
2: that. I have to research on that more. I'm pretty sure you could choose whatever car you want. I'm sure somebody will correct me if I'm wrong on that. Oh,
1: but I'm sorry. Um, the race was... I must be looking for it in the calendar, but, um, according to their website, the current leaderboard challenge is Bentley at Silverstone. So there you go. Okay. Which now that I look at those times and I've driven that track. Yikes. Um, <laughs> they're quick. Anyway, um, the pro series and silver series have done their first race. Um, Jordan pepper from Capex racing, um, Came home and first in his Bentley Continental, um, in the Pro Series, in the Silver Series we had Patrick Selva from Racing 0n3 no 3 NO3, I'm not or er, 03. I'm not sure how that is in the McLaren 720S. So I believe those championships are being streamed live as well. Let me see if I can find that. Um, I think it's on their Twitter pages and their YouTube... Oh, the, the Pro Series, at least, will be streamed um, on their GT World YouTube channel as well as the Silver Series. Directly following that. so Yes. Um, be sure to look out for that more of that in the future. I'm just going to see if I can find the schedule for this now. <laughs> Where is it?
2: I was going to say, I think they race bi weekly, and whenever the Am Cup kicks off, it'll be every week.
1: Yes. Uh, if I remember next hearing race details it. will on be that. next Sunday, May 10th, at Spa. So be sure to check that out. There we um, go. GT Racing at its finest. That's what, in my opinion, I, said, I guess, I said, of course, the comp to focuses on GT 3 racing it has the best GT3 racing that you can have if you're interested in GT3 racing of course other sims may vary anyway um,
2: <laughs> and actually you can do uh, as I was exploring on I said of course a competition you can do two other spec series if you want because they have the uh Lamborghini Super Torfeo car and they also have the Porsche Cup car as well so Anybody who's looking to host their own series events, they can use those cars if they want as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Quite cool.
2: Um, ooh, another piece of sim racing news. Ooh. 24-hour series is launching an E-series. Oh, really? really? same people that run the 24-hours of Dubai. Lovely. Yeah. So I don't know too much details about it because it just literally popped up in my memory because I remember reading something about it on Saturday. So, I think next show, we're going to have to have more details on that. I know they're using iRacing, but that's about all I know.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, definitely looks like iRacing. I see cup cars, I see the new TCR car. Breaking as we're going on the show. Yes, <laughs> of course. Um. Anyway, so... Moving right along. um... It's
2: going to take us a minute to research that, so let's not do that. Yeah, 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 maybe not. Yeah.
1: (laughs) AMS 2? Yes, AMS
0: 2. AMS 2. So the uh, latest update uh, for Automobilist 2 uh, came out a couple of days ago. This is now version 0.8.7. Uh, so, so the game is version one yeah no so the game no. is still in early access um on a related note the i believe the game is getting a price bump soon in the next couple of days because obviously they were offering it at discounted value because it was in early access so that will steadily go mm. up until it gets to its full price at the end of early access which will be 49.99 dollars and um comparative prices that i'm not clever enough to work out right now um the key additions for this update included the introduction of the time trial game mode as well as multiplayer developments as well as the uh i can't see what it's a stock car um, some description. Opala? Bear with me as I... Ah, it's, yes, the 1986 Brazilian Op- Opala stock car. Opala, yes. um, Which is... I was going to say, you're going to
2: have to elaborate on stock car, because in <laughs> different <laughs> regions, stock car means different things.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, uh, th- these are quite it's, interesting.
1: I, I think it's more in the line of, it's a... Um... Is that a picture of it? I'm not sure what that, if that's a picture of it. Um, it's much more in the line of, it's closer to a touring car does what you're thinking of yeah. a stock car.
2: Yeah, pretty much. Well, I was gonna yeah, say, in, in reality, if you go back to the old school de- w- days of NASCAR, everybody considered that stock car, and the name has stuck
1: around.
0: So, um, Well, that's because
1: back in the old days, it literally was stock cars that they put roll <laughs> in.
0: Yeah, there's nothing stock about a stock car anymore. No, not there anymore. anymore. Um, so, yeah, so the, the new version of the game is also bringing along further tweaks to force feedback and AI as well as um, usual fixes and improvements to the game. Um, More updates are coming thick and fast for the game as we approach the full release. I believe their original intention was to have the full release at some point during this month, but... Obviously, due to the ongoing world situation, that might change and yeah, if they December come across December any December, issues. Okay. Yeah. Um, they have already announced the next batch of content that we will be seeing in the next couple of weeks, including the modern version of Kyle Army, which I, as regular listeners of the show, will know I'm all in favor of because it's a superb circuit. A um, awesome circuit. They will also be bringing in the Sigma P1 car. Uh, which is a Brazilian prototype uh, machine for the Brazilian Endurance Championship, uh, which is another unique car to the, um, this title. Again, that's the strong point of Automobilista too; is it's just got such a unique car and track list. Uh, later on, we will also be seeing uh, classic Grand Prix cars from McLaren, Team Lotus and Brabham, um, as well as the aforementioned uh, price bump, which will be coming at some point in the next few weeks. But, uh, yeah, if you haven't got autom- Automobilista 2 yet, definitely worth picking up while it's discounted. Uh, don't be put off by the Early Access title. Uh, yeah, there are still some kinks to iron out, but the game is only going to get better, and it's it's already a great deal of fun with such unique cars and tracks to play with. Yes.
1: Um, another piece of some racing news that I forgot to mention. Um, Brabham. Brabham. news: Brabham. Brabham. <laughs> is that how you pronounce Bra-bram. it? Brabham. Brabham. Brabham, whatever. Um, <laughs> Brabham have a- announced that they are going to be officially releasing a version of their BT-62 car that completely destroyed that lab record at Bathurst last year? Or was it this year? I honestly don't remember. Last year. It- it's hard to keep track of what month it is sometimes. <laughs> but anyway, um, they're going to be releasing an official mod for a- the original Asset of Corsa game of the car. Now, oh, wow. there are some links out there, but I've done a little bit of supplemental research, and apparently the official one has not actually been announced or released yet. Um, it's... Is that it? Ew, that might not be it. Um, basically, the, there's a question of whether the official one has been announced yet, or is this the version that had been spent to the eSports brick car Series drivers? Um... I will do some research and report on that sometime next week. Very cool! Very cool that they're
0: releasing an an official mod for a game. We don't usually see uh, any kind of official free mods. I I assuming it's going to be free. Have they announced that? Um, I believe it is. But yeah, it's it's good to see. some official support for the modding community i mean we've been meaning to do a discussion on modding which i believe we're going to um have a look at in the one of the next shows coming up in a couple of weeks or so an actual dive into the modding community of uh, sim racing but uh, mod- modding just allows games to just go way up above their original um kind of markets and everything i mean look how long a yeah. set the original set of has been going now it's it's fantastic what the modern community can do and it's good to see some official support for that.
1: Yeah. I may or may not have bought the original Iseta Corsa on PC just so I can play with some mods
0: recently. It's yeah, it's still a viable thing because of it, yeah. You've still mm-hmm. got people putting loads of money into into buying the base game and all of the DLCs just so they can mod it. It's fantastic.
1: Yeah. Um I was going to try to drive the version of the album that wasn't that I saw linked for it originally um, so I'll let you know how good it is apparently the one that has been going around is apparently borrowed from a different game so
0: oh, okay yeah cause that's sure. in oh what game is that also is it in R-Factor CSR,
1: it's CSR2 something like oh, that oh
0: okay yeah.
2: I, was gonna say, I don't recall seeing it in R-Factor and I've been on R-Factor Buff for the last
0: yeah, couple you're months our, now.
2: Yeah, you R-Factor Specialist. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I take pride in that. No shame. Oh, yes. The phone game. I forgot about that. The phone oh, game? Yeah. What's that got to do it's with, with the the show? Racing 2. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Oh,
0: okay. That's phone game. yeah.
2: That's what you meant. Okay. Never mind. I thought <laughs> you were going into something completely tangible. It's
0: like, what's that got to do with this show? <laughs> what's uh. this anecdote? <laughs> Welcome to the
1: Toro Radio Show where we do not talk about phone apps that do quote unquote
0: racing. Okay, so drop the seven. So next on the list, Real Racing Three. No, I'm joking. Oh, <laughs> Force the street. Uh no Oh gosh. <laughs> oh gosh, not get <laughs> Not we're we're not, not prejudiced against mobile racing games they're yes, just not but, racing games yes no, 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 sorry never.
2: racing news not artificial racing news yes
1: yeah i'm going to say this and then we're going to move on to the next subject it is not a racing game if you pick your thumb off the screen and put it back down and that's it. <laughs>
2: yes, so taking your thumb off the screen as your break and putting it back down on the screen is your throttle
0: yeah, the only the only mobile games we talk about on the show are management games, which is why we were so happy to have the F1 management team on the show a couple of weeks ago. I thought I'd just put that in there before we get an angry letter. Yes.
1: <laughs> Hi, Ian. Um. Anyway, <laughs> so in the last fifteen minutes of the show, let's actually talk about some Tora news. We haven't actually talked about Torah Tora news? news. I know. We haven't talked about TOR news in a couple of months. Um, that doesn't mean that TOR hasn't been doing anything. Um, what has TOR been doing, Ben? Well, TOR has been having some record-setting series. Oh, nothing uh, big, Ben. Well. What?
0: <laughs> nothing big, then. <laughs> nothing. You know, just a few record-setting series. Just, you know. yeah. Nothing major. Yep, it's not like... Not like we're can. propping up Forza or anything at the moment. <laughs> I mean...
1: I mean, turn 10, he said it, not me. You can still like me. <laughs>
0: invite me to come <laughs> to things. Anyway. Um, they don't like me. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jordan, is like our for sacri- my...
1: Jordan is our sacrificial host. Who, <laughs> who ticks off all the game developers so that they invite me and Matt and Louie to actually come to their... Anyway. Um, whoa,
2: whoa, whoa, whoa. time out, Chief. I haven't been invited to anything.
1: <laughs> yes, but you've got to actually be in the booth with Hind Off, so... That yeah, has so,
0: nothing to do with the game development. Yes, it does. Anyway, Ben News. Yes, yes.
1: <laughs> um, over <laughs> Let's this move past off. weekend. Over this past weekend, we had a 12-hour race at Bathurst, and it went actually. I think it went decently well um, for ha- us having 93 cars taking the green flag. At one point, we had Climbing. over 112 signups. At one point. That's insane. Um, yes. We, <laughs> the Endurances have become quite popular. Um, the team that won that race was THR Esports, which is pretty much Williams Esports from last year that's just moved over to THR now. Um, so that's Roadrunner, Lightning, and Mitch, that team. Um, as you would should expect, they were pretty much faster than everyone and just kind of ran off into the distance. Um, they had their Bentley doing... One fifty nines when everyone else was basically doing either two flats or under. So yeah,
0: yeah,
1: they were. Don't they need their own BOP? They might need their (laughs) own BOP. (laughs) We'll just give them even bigger rims for the Bentley. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, um,
2: more rims, more rims.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, congratulations to them, of course, and uh, thank you to all the marshals. Um, all the dev team members that put in hours to make sure that things ran smoothly we will get that Bentley next time. Arr. Yeah, go figure. <laughs> the, the Bentley was the OP car this time around. That has never wow. happened before from what I can remember from doing tour races where the Bentley is the OP car. <laughs> anyway. Acceleration track. What are you going to do? Um... We also have our GTCC series, which is our Global Touring Cars Championship, um, which is pretty much a takeoff of our previous TCC slash NATCC series, except this one is just combining them both into their respective um, AU, EU, and US time zones. Um, The the EU time... Zone has, has over a hundred entries, something like that. The first round they had like a hundred and eleven drivers, if I remember correctly. US had like seventy or eighty, and um, the Australian time zone, which we've been slowly building up. Actually, had two ho- had two um, lobbies this time. So yay for them, more um, more people to drive in Australia. So if you are in the in the Australian time zone, and want to take part in a touring car series and do have and Motorsports, feel free to go sign up on the forums. Anyway, the last piece of tour news that I'll share before I let Jordan um, talk about uh, one more piece of tour news is that we this last Sunday now um, announced that our car um, list for the Tora, twenty four hours of Lama this year. People should have figured that Lamas was the next endurance that we were gonna be doing because it's, you know, June. And we've done a Lamonts race every year for the past I want to say eight years. Something there along might, those lines. Something along those lines. I don't think they did one during Forts of Five because we don't talk about Forts of Five, but Yeah. Anyway. Um So, we are going to be returning to the modern equipment. So, that means Porsche 919, Audi R18 are back. You can expect that robbery to be claimed again. And um, GTs, we have the Aston Martin V12 Vantage. The BMW M8 GTE has now joined us. Um, Of course, the Chevy C7R, the... um, for GTLM, the Ferrari 458, and the Porsche RSR are joining us as well. So, um, more information will be available about that as we get closer to the event. Uh, we are changing things up from our typical format um, for our endurances for this one, just because we fully expect Lamont to be ginormous. So, we're going to be changing things to be able to address that so that um, we don't stress our staff out, especially me, um, trying to run this thing. And so, be sure to check out the forums for all that information when it becomes available. Um, if you you can also follow us on Twitter um, at the real underscore Torah um, using the hashtag T R S or Torah Radio Show. We're going to talk about this show, and we're going to be using the hashtag Torah. LM twenty four. Whenever we talk about months, um, something Torah has also started doing, and I'll let Jordan talk about this. Is
0: i racing? I racing? I racing? Torah on <laughs> you don't <iRacing>. say. <laughs> Yeah, we've um, we've I believe we've tried a couple of times in the past to get a Tora iRacing series off the ground, and um, because we're a Forza centric community, um, I, it hasn't always caught on. But with the um, increased popularity in iRacing recently, we, we we mentioned this briefly last show. We decided um, with uh, Craig Wilson returning back to staff to try again at Torah iRacing for a Mazda MX-5 Cup. Uh, Just to briefly recap the first event that took place at Silverstone uh, National, the Legacy Edition, uh, last Friday. Uh, The two races were won by myself and um, Nigel Stock after um, a bit of a chaotic start to the second race. But uh, nevertheless, it was really, uh, really close racing, as you would expect from MX5s. The next round of the series will be taking place um, tomorrow on uh friday at sukuba um currently the championship is led by andre cal i'm really sorry uh on 42 points uh ahead of nigel stock and heath threm on 41 points and then myself in fourth with 40 points so uh three points covering the top four at the moment um and yeah the signups are still available so if you've got iRacing if you want to do some mx5 racing it it is really quite enjoyable close racing and obviously you don't have to worry about um sr or um you know iRating so i mean yeah don't don't pull a pagina or a frucci and wreck anyone like we've still got driver standards but at least you won't have to worry about uh losing your licenses and iRacing or anything so if you've got iRacing be sure to sign up to Tora and uh come join us
1: Yeah, well, what time is that at?
0: Uh, That will be at uh, 9 o'clock UK time for the first race, 10 o'clock UK time for the second race. Each race is 25 minutes in length. So that
2: would be 4 and 5 o'clock Eastern.
0: Thank you very much. You can always rely on the Americans for a time conversion. Yes. (laughs) Yeah,
2: well... See, this This comes down to you every once in a while trying to claim to be an American, but you can't do the time conversion, so this is why we keep revoking that card.
0: Yes. Normally I know because of the IndyCar coverage that I do, but because I haven't had anything real to do, it's all kind of gone. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: I have had. the about con- you
2: just wrote about a story for the virtual iRace over the well, weekend. that was easier.
1: <laughs> sure. <laughs> the amount of times that I've had to convert GMTD Eastern time, just based on just hosting things on Torah in general, or just being on this show and figuring out the time to record the mat, I've just been able just to do it in my head. At this this point. is why
0: you just need a, a watch on each wrist, one with UK time, one with US time.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: And or then for the Australians, have one around your ankle or something.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Coming next week on the Torah Radio show, time zone conversions. <laughs> And what they really mean. <laughs>
1: uh, anyway. Dear me. Yes. We actually have some extra time into tonight's what? program. Yes, what? Extra, extra time? I think it's because Matt wasn't here to get us off topic.
0: Uh, yeah, let's go with that. He's yeah, not here to defend we, himself.
1: We didn't wander <laughs> off to talk about motorbikes or anything. You know, um, old
0: touring car racing. Yeah. Um, Rugby. Yes. <laughs>
1: Speaking of bikes, though, haven't you been playing um, GP 2020?
0: Uh, yeah, we, bri- we briefly to this mentioned dear it.
2: Listener, ben, who is absolutely bored of bikes, asks a bike related question. <laughs> it's, it's amazing, content. isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I, I briefly mentioned it in the last show. Um, I know, Lewis, you've been playing it as well, so uh, why don't you continue on the review because um, I'm very much coming at it as a. As a um, rookie. So uh why don't you give us your look at MotoGP G P twenty.
1: Bear in um, mind you have so four minutes. I got four, four minutes.
2: minutes. I could probably make this work. Oh great now I got three and a half. Um anyway. So
1: <laughs> He's borrowing when he's gentlemen. I've,
2: I've dabbled in the the MotoGP games effectively since they came over onto Xbox. Um but to me they just never really been all that great since the Namco series on Playstation two, which if anybody remembers those ones, uh, the first one was back when uh, Mcduin won, or was it Mcduin? Yeah, it was Mcduin won the 500cc world championship, and then uh, the number two was the year that Rossi won his inaugural 500cc championship. The following year, basically, it just stacked on every year, and it was just two, three, and four, to where he went through the whole two-stroke phase to the mixture of two and four-stroke to the four-stroke phase. So. To me, the MotoGP games haven't been as good since those ones developed by Namco back in the day. And honestly, I got 20, this is probably the first one I've gotten in five years, and this is the close. actually, I think this is better than what we had back then, because it's almost exactly the same thing, only more in depth. So to me, that's what I'm gathering out of it, and it's really enjoyable. You can make it as difficult, as hard as you want. When it comes to the handling model and yeah, I mean, it just brings back a lot of nostalgia for me actually because me and my brother, my brother's huge into bikes actually. It was one of the main ways how we were able to interact growing up or when I was growing up because he is eight years older than me is just be able to pick up a pair of controllers and go race. So it just brings back a lot of nostalgia for me, which for me, it's a good thing. And that's pretty much my review <laughs> on it. So
1: Yeah. Yeah. There. I did yeah, it in six. under 4 minutes. How's that work? You did it in 2. I'm impressed. <laughs> I did it. it. Really? It was 2? Wow. Yeah, it was 2 wow. minutes,
0: yeah. All
1: right. yeah. you We're sitting on full position with quick time now, boys. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Tour Radio show where for once we were actually, you know, efficient with our time.
1: Yes. We actually <laughs> stuck to the topic. So the
2: problem is Mr. Hunter, is it?
0: <laughs> hmm. he's gonna murder me on the next show we do murder us all I think but you're first in line I mean I referred
1: to him as the bass player at the, at the top of the show so
0: <laughs> he's already not gonna like yeah. that Fortunately, the uh, rhythm was so good I not even hear. Uh,
1: we do poke fun at Matt that's all because we all love doing the show and we all love having fun
0: yeah most of the time yeah, I mean, what?
1: Uh, all the time. It could also be the cabin <laughs> fever talking.
0: It could be yeah. that, yeah. It's definitely it could be like that. It's great to have
2: interaction with everybody. Glad to know everybody's been safe during these times as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. So, in the last Okay, couple... can
2: we power the show because I think we're starting to lose the audience.
1: Yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> so, on behalf of myself, Shorter Than Louie, this has been the Toro Radio Show for the week of... Oh,
0: what week is it even? Right. I don't know anymore. First week
1: of May. First week of May, that works.
2: Um, oh, wow. The mile was two days yeah. ago. Remember? No, no, you don't, because we couldn't go out and celebrate it. No, we couldn't. Anyway. <laughs> no, it was Taco Tuesday, too. Dang it.
1: <laughs> As we has an existential crisis, um, Matt and Jordan will be back next week for more sim racing content. Um, Time zone conversions time-consurversions, and yeah. general off-topic discussion. That does about does it for the show this week. Stay safe, wash your hands, bye for now.
0: This program is a Radio Show Limited production.
1: Tell your friends there's more at radiolemon.com.